Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Nuns in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's finally picket time in Pittsburgh. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the happiest man in America, that this rookie class has been phenomenal through the first quarter of the season. And with me, as always, is AJ. Why not, Zappy? Marchese. He sounds a lot like, uh, you know, the last late round drafted quarterback that took over for an injured stud quarterback, Rob, in New England, to me, at least. That was all out of order, but you Kevin get what I'm O'Connell. saying. Kevin O'Connell, future coach. Today, we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week four of the NFL season. Let's do seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open sport Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Pittsburgh said, uh, let's let the funk out this week, boys. And they unleashed uh, the stud, the hometown kid, the Pittsburgh gunslinger himself, and... He lived up to his last name and threw three picks. That's right. Kenny Pickett, debut in Pittsburgh against the New York Jets, the mighty gangrene, and he lost. And he was still much better than Mitchell Trubisky. That's how, you know what? The fact that Kenny Pickett came in and threw three interceptions and the whole time I was like, this guy's so much better than Mitchell Trubisky. That's how I knew I'm okay. I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's gotta be fun, but no turnover worthy passes. So you gotta give him that. Ten, 10 for 13, 120 yards. Three Ball didn't hit the ground. Ball didn't hit the ground. Uh, two rushing touchdowns, Kenny Vick. Um, no, but seriously, the difference between him and Trubisky is that he was willing to take shots, mm-hmm. which it was getting so hard to stomach the Steelers' offense under Matt Canada with Trubisky out there just never, never putting the ball in conflict, but also just like generally taking bad sacks dumping it off or or just just seeing nothing like he 
I don't know. And then I know Kenny Pickett's first throw, he comes out, he rips one deep to chase Claypool. Um, I, I know, I, I, I think a better 50-50 ball receiver comes down with that pass. It wasn't the best throw in the world. I don't put all the blame on Kenny Pickett for that interception. Oh, here we go. Already making excuses. Oh, my God. Chase Claypool's like one of the worst big 50-50 ball receivers (laughs) in the league. He just likes to fall down. Um, But I I do think, like, people are not – like, that's a – half the blame should be on Kenny Pickett. It wasn't the best ball in the world. Um, But – the fact that he even took that shot on his first attempt, that that gave me hope because Trubisky won't take those shots. Um, second second interception was, like, uh, to the flats, kind of went off for Armuth, and it changed the game, and ultimately is the reason the Jets won. But again, hard to blame Kenny Pickett too much. And the third one was just a chuck it late Hail Mary. didn't matter. Um, I guess my main takeaway was that Coming in against the Jets when he didn't have the first team quarterback reps all week and just kind of like letting it hang loose and, and ripping deep balls and taking shots and giving his receivers a chance, that, that, that gave me confidence. Um, he also noticed it was by far George Pickens' best game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's because Pickett was taking those shots. The, the play that stood out the most to me, there was a third and eight or so uh, well, when the Steelers were um, on the Jets' side of the field. And Quinnen Williams absolutely obliterated Pickett, but he th- he hit Pat Fryermuth in stride for the first down on a post, and then he got up and talked some shit to Quinnen Williams. Next place he he ran in for the touchdown. Um, the one the one touchdown run was a QB sneak. The other was a, a nice little scramble. Uh, again, showing that the mobility is important with him. Um, but obviously the he only threw thirteen passes. Didn't have the whole week. Uh, to prepare to be the starter, but I, I, I mean, like, this was, I think, the best case scenario from a three interception performance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love, I love making so many excuses for Pickett already. I respect it. Um, no, I, 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 I agree with that. I mean, who, who, who does Pittsburgh got this week? I should know, but I don't care about the Steelers. So, the Buffalo Bills. Oh. Uh, they're they're fourteen point dogs for the right. first time in team history. All right. They're gonna cover. Oh yeah. How many how many picks is Pickett gonna throw this week? Uh, well, Jordan Poyer currently has four on the season, so probably another four. Poyer's doubling it. It's a that's a big that's a big test. I mean, it kind of worked out well, right? He gets thrown in against the Jets. It's the Jets, you know, so he can he can go in and make his mistakes, um, and then gets a week to prepare it. But it's it's the fucking Bills, so. I know. It, it, I mean, if you look at their schedule, like it kind of to me, it, it should. It felt like they should have given him the start for this Jets. About game. to say the same thing, yeah. Be, because after the Bills, they play the Bucks, mm-hmm. and then they play the Dolphins, who, assuming, like they're, I, I mean, the Dolphins are currently fighting for a playoff spot, so that's it's still a good program. Then they play the Eagles, the Saints, the Bengals. Like, there was never going to be a good yeah. time to throw Kenny Pickett to the fire. Uh, so I would have done it against the Jets. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, especially they were coming off the Thursday night game against the Browns, too, yeah. right? So it would have been a longer week. So I just think it was a little mishandled just because Mike Tomlin didn't want to throw a rookie into the fire. But, I mean, it, it ended up happening anyway. So It was always going to happen at some point, right? Like, they really should have been a little bit more proactive. I agree. Agree. Uh, speaking of, couldn't be proactive with uh, Bailey Zappi, but he got in there. 
He he almost beat the Packers. <laughs> he threw what two more attempts than than Pickett did at ten for fifteen, nine nine yards and a touchdown. Yeah, go ahead. Worth noting, Hoyer to IR now, so yeah. Zappi is the backup for the rest of the year, likely. Yeah, McCorkle is practicing. I think he practiced it. I don't I don't know if they've ruled him out or not ruled him out for this Sunday, but based on that picture, you'd think thought his uh, ankle was amputated. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, for real though. Um. <clears throat> Zappy didn't lose them the game. I think that's the big I, takeaway. I think the, the the issue is because they went to overtime with the Green Bay Packers and almost won, and his stats on paper aren't bad, I think he's being propped up for more than he was in that performance. I, I think he clearly looked like a rookie quarterback. Um, I think... He, I, I remember. I don't know if he saw the shot of Belichick kind of talking to him one yeah. on the sideline. Yeah. I swear that was him being like, "If it, they're not op- like wide open, don't throw it." Because Zappy was just like holding the ball forever and taking sacks, yeah. and like it felt like he 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 was not willing to kind of chance a turnover, and he ended up uh, losing a fumble. But yeah, other than that, um, he was very safe with the football. I I think he, this was the best case scenario out of. Your day three rookie quarterback, but I also don't think it was that good of a showing. No, it was nothing special. I don't think he made any impressive throws. But just just quickly going back, it must be so weird for Zappy coming from you know Houston Baptist and then Western Kentucky and like you know just that full on air raid, fucking go and win us the game to do not throw a contested catch. Like you know, what I mean? like uh, do do you want to hear some uh, news that could shake you to your to your core? Oh no, but I'm still, okay. Houston Baptist has changed oh, their name. I saw that. To Houston Christian? Yeah. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay. I agree. The fuck? They changed their religions? That's that's insane. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Bailey was probably thinking about that during the game, too, so he's probably a little stressed. True. I would be. I would be, too. Did they just, like, force all the Baptist kids to leave the school? Oh, we need to, we need to deep dive into this. Um I mean, the touchdown throw was pretty good. Like, play action. Parker was just wide open on a crosser. Um, you know, just put it in there. It was a nice touch. He looked, looked pretty cool. Uh, and then, you know, Devontae Parker did the rest. It was fine. I don't know. I mean, it's. I think it's classic. If you see anyone getting excited, I think it's just classic Patriots fan, right? It's nothing more than that, right? Yeah. Um, but he is clearly – he's like – a very poor man's Mac Jones, I think, in terms of skill set. So it makes sense. He also looks the, the fucking same as Mac Jones. It's it freaking yeah. me out. But it does make a lot of sense. He's he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a long term backup. It's perfect. It is Match perfect. Have it. All right, that's enough of the QB rookie rundown. Hopefully, somehow we don't have to talk about. Yeah, that. hopefully the pick gets benched and and Hoyer Whoa. comes back. Whoa. <laughs> okay, uh, rookies of the week. I had a really strong slate this week. You uh, evidently did not because mm-hmm. I got all the good games. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my rookie of the week, pretty obvious one, uh, in a losing effort. But Damian Pierce continues to be by far the most impactful rookie running back and potentially um, a rookie running back who finishes top 10 in the league in rushing because currently I think he is 10th. And obviously he didn't start the season as the number one back in Houston, but he has uh, taken the reins. And against the Chargers, he ran for 131 yards and touchdown. He had that uh, 75-yarder where uh, he just kind of 
took the pitch and got north-south, and it was game over. He broke, like, one shitty arm tackle on the way to the house. But I, I, I think more importantly, um, the rest of his carries were quality carries for the most part on top of that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, like, he had this 75-yarder, and then on, like, 15 more carries, he ran for 10 yards, you know? Like, he was consistently ripping off, like, four- to eight-yard gains throughout this one, um, consistently pressing the line, seeing a crease, getting north-south. He is such a good—I mean, just continue to say north-south, but he is so <laughs> good at getting north-south, taking what is given— and obviously, we both know he's a very physical runner, yeah. and he he's a he finishes runs. Um, and, and just throughout this contest, that's what he was doing. And Houston has a guy to lean on. And again, I think it's worth noting, as bad as the Texans are, like their offensive line isn't horrible because the left side of their offensive line is really good. Laramie Tunsil's incredible, right? He's playing at an all-pro level. And Kenyon Green continues to be one of the best rookies yeah. uh, in the league uh, on the offensive line. And he made a couple key blocks in this game. I'm not really going to mention him anywhere else, but he, I, I thought he played very well. Um, and uh, Damian Pierce also had six catches for just eight yards because – Davis Mills just kept kind of dumping it off to him in the flats, but he kept catching it. He kept doing what he's supposed to do, catching these shitty checkdowns and doing the most he could with them. Uh, and he also looked good in pass protection. Like, Damian Pierce looks like a complete NFL running back and a player the Texans are going to lean on down the stretch. The type of guy, you, if you were smart like me, you drafted in every fantasy league. I tried. I tried, but I got jumped. Um, did, did Lovey and company ever say why... Old Rex Burkhead was the, was the was the bell cow week one like he's reliable. What do you mean? That was so strange. I'm still not over that. Um, I, I I'm gonna chalk it up because remember last week how I was talking about the fumbles with Damian Pierce. Yeah, I'm gonna chalk it up to like maybe he was fumbling in practice. That's all I can think of. It's, I don't remember him. He didn't have issues at Florida though, did he? I know there wasn't that much. Not that not that I remember. But not that I remember. Yeah. I don't know. Melvin Gordon's like the Broncos' lead player, and he fumbled every chance I know. he gets. If he gets fumbled, first of all, we're doing this before the Thursday nighter. If he fumbles tonight, it's it's Mike Boone time. Bank it, baby. Uh, and then it's Devino Zigbo time. Bank it, baby. Uh, yeah, I was kind of short short for for great rookie performances, also poor rookie performances. So um, <clears throat> my office rookie of the week is uh, came in the truest of prime time, nine a.m. Sunday morning. Um, I give it to Chris Olave. Chris Olave again, nothing like spectacular, but I just thought he was really good. Nine catches, 67 yards, touchdown. Um, the touchdown was really, really great, I thought. I, it wasn't like a big fucking play or anything. It was on the goal line, but just that that really deceptive release, kind of just giving them some something to look at with the feet through the you know through the stem, uh, paced it really well. He waited for that clear-out route to come from the inside, uh, you know, to go to the corner and just, just open that up. Timed it so well, broke, and uh, just found that soft spot in the zone, and, and it's on him, and he reeled it in, touchdown. Um, they, you know, he had that, had that like, you know, his first catch was just kind of on a hitch for for a first down. Um, did have that one, like, you know, at the end where they're driving, had the, the ball went right through his hands on a deep shot. But then he had, like, the instant redemption where he made that fucking awesome catch over the middle uh, to keep them alive and give them the chance for the field goal, which was the double doing 2.0. Um Almost, almost too. Like, yeah, do you remember that? Like at, at the end of the game, to get them a little bit closer, nearly had that like awesome like catch where like it looked like um, Dalton was just throwing it away, but Olave kind of came out of nowhere and he, he nearly brings it in, and almost gets a second foot down. Um, 
I feel like Olave's been better than expected. And he, he's looked like he's he looked at Ohio State, but the way he's translated so immediately to to New Orleans has been super impressive. And he's been their best player on offense, period. I I think I think kind of the completeness Yeah for him it's not he's not just that deep threat yeah right off the bat he's their clear current number one receiver yeah he's currently number one in offensive rookie of the year odds uh through the first kind of quarter of the season here he's uh he's plus 500 damian pierce is plus 650 um and, and i just keep thinking back to that the the game like two or three weeks ago now where you're like yeah olave had like 300 air yards yeah. but like terrible quarterback play um he, he's gonna be him and Damian Pierce. I think are gonna be kind of fighting for that offensive rookie of the year crown down the stretch uh, with Kenny Pickett, of course. <laughs> the the other receivers, I mean, they can go off like at any moment. But you know, with Zach Wilson back, it's hard to see Garrett Wilson be consistently good. Uh, and the Falcons are just the Falcons. The Falcons you know? are the Falcons. You know, Burks got hurt, and the Titans don't know how to use him. Although I will say, I didn't obviously don't mention him anywhere, but they had one where they motion him into the backfield, and like they they use Henry as like a lead blocker and and toss it to him like a third and short, which was actually really sick. But, uh, yeah, no, I I think that's fair. I think that's fair because Olave is the, the star of the show right now, and so is Pierce. So, Yeah. Um, speaking of stars of the show, I'm the star of this show because several years ago I told you Jack Jones was good, and now he's my <laughs> defensive rookie of the week. He's mine as well. Uh, just kind of – so – Obviously, the Patriots took him in the third round. He fits the exact mold of every good Patriots corner. Undersized, yeah. uh, quick twitch, great feet, uh, and playmaker. And against the Packers, uh, he was off to a hot start. Uh, he was he was doing some good damage around the last scrimmage. Had the forced fumble on Romeo Dubs uh, and recovered it. And then I, I think just, just before halftime, that pick six was the game changer mm-hmm. in this game. Because... I know it was seven three Green Bay, but I it didn't it, it felt like because at that point Bailey Zappi was in, it felt like the Packers were gonna eventually yeah. just take it take take it away. And then that pick happens. Um he drive he clicks click and close on, on what was it? It was like a comeback down Lazard? I yeah, I think it was like kinda like yeah, like a comeback out. I'm not really sure because he fell, right? Yeah, and then just the click and close, attack the ball, pick six, easy money. Um, but it, it, it really wasn't just the pick six and forced fumble, I think, that earned him this. It was he played really well throughout this game, no matter who mm-hmm. he was matched up against. Um, he, he looked like the perfect J.C. Jackson replacement. He gave up a bit of, you know, a bit of yardage, but no, like – he obviously had he made the most of those big time plays. I also thought like he looked really good. Like there was a couple screens I think one to Aaron Jones where like you know just feisty as hell fought through it made yeah. a tackle for no gain. Um, but yeah, like like that thirty nine like that the pick six he just like like just that's obviously the click and close was really impressive. But um, just also knowing the situation, you know, like the second Lazard started to break, he's like okay this is going to the sticks for the first down and he just he just broke right. And um, the fumble too, like he kind of looked like he was like kind of the force guy. And he almost looked like, you know, yeah. if, if Dobbs, Dobbs could have just blew by him and been out of the play. But he, he came back into the play and, and forced that fumble. Um, so, yeah, no, really, really impressive. All kudos to go to Robert for, for, the, for the call here. But, yeah, that was great. Good game from Jackie Jones. Yeah, uh, I think through the first uh, quarter of the season, he's uh, all rookie. Yeah, yeah. 
And plus, you were in 13, I think, it's cool. Um, and just because I mentioned the offensive rookie of the year odds, I, I want to mention the defensive rookie of the year odds through the first uh, quarter of the year. Devin Lloyd's currently plus 200. Aiden Hutchinson plus 500. Chabon Walker plus 750. Uh, I, I don't know who who the smart bet is. I don't know even. either. Going past that, because like Jordan Davis, I think probably overall has been the most consistent, but he plays so few snaps. Yeah. He's plus 1,800. Um, Jack Jones not even on here, so I don't know. Jalen P- Petrie's plus fifteen hundred. Uh, so who knows? Who knows, AJ? Not me. Uh, but I did know that Jack Jones was good. I've known for years, and it feels good. Uh, worst rookie. I didn't think there was like a big stinky rookie at all this week. From from what I saw, at least. Um, I I agree, and I went with a guy who who just was kind of put in a bad situation and uh unshockingly got beat a lot. I wonder if we have the same guy. Who, who'd you put? Luke Gadecki. Oh, no. I, I went to the Monday Nighter. I put Darion Kedrick. Who, like, uh, if, I, if, if I may start here, like, I'm again, it wasn't, like, just a big bad game, but, like, you know, your Jack Jones was your guy, and on the flip side, Darion Kedrick wasn't our guy. So, I don't know. And also, like, he, he was talking a lot of shit, but he was, he was not playing well. So I put Darion Kendrick. And, like, that low light, the big low light came when he tried to jump that throw to Debo. Um, he almost in got... De- in his defense, if Jimmy G-, G threw a better ball, I think that ends up um, getting intercepted, probably. And because of that, I-, I-, I feel like it's hard to blame him too much for that Debo Samuel play. That that's fair. I mean, that's that's fair. He did almost get there, like you like you said, but I don't know. It just like that just felt like him trying to be over. Like again, he only went in with one hand too. I don't know. Still feels like him trying to be over aggressive. And then yeah, like the Devo makes the entire defense look silly uh, as fuck. But like yeah, I don't know. They they went after him a lot. It wasn't like it wasn't anything else big, but just consistently giving up yards. Uh, did have like a solid PBU though too. Um, but like really, it's fucking crazy. He's playing so much for a team that just won the Super Bowl. I know. For real. That's, again, not like a big, terrible performance. I just, I, I didn't really have one, so it had to be and someone. And when it comes to Gadecki, uh, the Buccaneers offensive line as a whole has not looked very yeah. good. Yeah, And they really struggled against the Chiefs, but he was put in the worst spot just because they were lining up Chris yeah. Jones against him. And Chris Jones was just taking his lunch money. Yeah, he was. He definitely, he definitely and, was. Hey, and, and, and in Gadecki's defense, like he hasn't been bad. No, this was like the this first time just, that he's been exposed this, a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was against an All Pro, so hey, fair enough, fair enough. And it, again, I think for both of us, neither of these guys were like horrific, horrific. It was just a pretty good week from this rookie class. Also, like in in you know to kind of take the sting out of Gadecki a little bit too. It came in a game where they had like six total rushing attempts. They had to th- throw the whole game. You know what I mean? Like there was no, there was nothing helping him out. It's just every single down, it, Chris Jones could just you know pin his ears back and fucking go at him, right? Like it just, it was a tough situation and all around. And yeah, it it showed. Um, moving to primetime star. So my first one, I I, I went with Chris Olave, who uh, yeah. performed well across the board. Um, <laughs> Thank you for but that. But you already mentioned him. And do we count? The London game is primetime? You know, I was going to because he was clearly the best primetime rookie. Cool, cool. I, I, because you already talked about him, I also put down uh, Kader Kohua, the Dolphins corner. Mm-hmm. This is kind of my first, you, you handled most of the Dolphins game, 
because you live in Fins Miami. up, baby. And so, and, and so this was kind of my first look. And he played really well against the Bengals. Uh, Tyler Boyd had, like, no impact. Yeah. In this game, uh, he was playing inside at nickel and in, in lining up against Boyd frequently. Uh, just, like, such a shocking, no one's heard of this guy <laughs> out of nowhere player who's playing substantial snaps. He played 77% of the snaps. Um, and, like, I, I don't know. Like, the, the NFL will find you if you're good. He, he played at Texas A&M Commerce. Literally, no one... We're, we're pretty in on, like on draft twitter and i don't think i've ever heard his name before no no like when he was week one i'm like who who the hell is this guy uh he was busy crunching numbers for farm equipment or whatever the hell they do at tamu commerce um yeah like i think boyd boyd only got him like that one that one big play to start the fourth but then other than that like just kind of shut him down um had that really nice you know forcing completion on the third down too uh definitely it's been so so out of nowhere great um yeah, I mean, Olave would have been my pick, but I didn't have anyone clear-cut. So I just went with the running backs on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco, who was way better than Rashad White, but I put them both. Um, Pacheco getting 63 yards and 11 carries. He's looked good. He's, he, he looks like he's that fast, big dude, and every time he gets the ball, he's got a big jump to him. Yeah, I, I actually put him for looks like a miss because he's a guy who just kind of went over my head through the draft process. Which um, I don't know how that happens at Rutgers, but... Yeah, hey, I was too focused on the Seahawks receiver. Um, <laughs> but Pacheco has been such an unbelievably fun player. He's such a physical runner. Yeah. He's, he's a lot of twitch for a physical runner, too. Yeah. And he was also against the Bucks. He was doing a really good job as a kick returner. Um, and I don't know, him and Clyde Edwards Hilaire have become a really fun one-two punch all of a sudden. They have, they have. And I think, like, I'm kind of glad they're kind of moving away from Jarek McKinnon because they were mixing him in too much. One, Clyde's been really good. He's bounced back big, and Pacheco has looked great as a rookie. Um, I threw Rashad White because on paper he had a good game, but, like, I don't know. He, it, obviously, it, the opening kick return fumble was tough, yeah. but I thought he bounced, he bounced back pretty well just in the passing game after that, which is what he was there for. Exactly. Five catch, 50 yards, had that goal line touchdown too. Uh, I don't know. People are still, like, hyping it up too much because they've been waiting for a productive game from White. It just was a lot of checkdowns. But, yeah, that's what he's there for is to catch the ball and do a little bit, and he did. So I, I gave him the shout-out there, too. He just needs to not fumble so he can continue to play. Yes, correct. The curse of Ronald Jones. <laughs> the Buccaneers don't get enough sh- – Jason Light doesn't get enough shit for missing on, like, every running back he drafts in the top 100. Yeah, the Vaughn. Like, no one talks about Keyshawn Vaughn. Is, is he still on the roster? I don't know. He, I think he was that, in the... In, that, that was one of the weirdest picks. That was. That was. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is on the roster. He's Go. a Super Bowl ring. So, yeah, we can't, we can't talk shit. Um, going to underwhelming performance. I'll go to Luke Fortner, who's had a good rookie year, but uh, he struggled against the Eagles. They The, the, the Jags really struggled to run the ball. Um Jordan Davis played a key role in that. Um, he also had a, a fumble snap exchange with Trevor Lawrence, which I, I put more on Trevor Lawrence, who fumbled four times in this game. Sick. Um, but yeah, Fortner just wasn't getting a lot of dr- I thought he, he held it pretty well in pass protection, though. Um, but I was just kind of underwhelmed uh, with the amount of um, <clears throat> drive he was getting in the run game. And... Uh, Again, it was against Jordan Davis and, and friends, Fletcher Cox and, and Javon Hargrave. So, fair enough. 
but uh, in, in a week where I didn't have a lot of bad performances, I was a little underwhelmed there. Yeah, that's fair. And and my my underwhelming also like not a bad performance uh, at all. But like I'm just waiting for the big Kayvon Thibodeau game, and it didn't come in this this week against the Bears. Um, like he made a couple plays, but like it was times where they like, kind of just left him unblocked. Uh, one of those like he he batted a ball down, but like just followed through and hit Fields' head, and he got popped for roughing, which was which just sucked. Um, and like a couple times, like they left the tight end on him, and he they held up fine. I'm like. Uh, I'm just waiting for Tibbs just to smoke someone. Um, did get a QB hit, but it was like he was just like in the flats, like kind of like in a spy. Uh, and, you know, Fields just rolled right into him and, you know, he closed. It was nothing special. Um, I think like his best rep of the game was like setting the edge. It looked awesome. Um, just like just fucking just clogged it all up. Dane Belton came down. Who, by the way, Dane Belton's been really productive for the Giants. He's, he's fun. He, he is fun. Belton made the TFL. I didn't mention him anywhere because I was, had him in this spiel, but he's good. Um, I thought for most of the game, Braxton Jones did a really nice job. Put him on an island for a lot of it, and, and Jones is good. Jones is good. Um, although one time, um, Ojolari, his, uh, he beat Jones and got the strip sack. And that's when Thibodeau kind of recovered the ball. He had a fumble recovery. Um, but like, it was one of those places you know, where they're not sure if it's a throw or a pass, and kind of only Thibodeau made, made the play. So good. Heads up play. Fell on it. Good job. Um, <clears throat> had one, like, they dropped him to coverage a little bit. There was a third and 20. Like, this isn't, like, me calling out Thibodeau's. It's just, like, calling out the Giants because they dropped him in coverage, and he didn't look comfortable. And then they ran, like, a screen, like, right in his direction, and, and it was a third and 20, and Herbert picked it up. Like, he just, again, not criticizing Thibodeau here, just, like, he put him in a weird spot, and he didn't make the playoff course. Um, but there are glimpses. Like, I, like, again, like, just the results aren't coming quite yet. I'm not worried at all. I think he's clearly got it, but I just, I just waiting for that big... And again, it's only been two games now. I'm just, but I'm just waiting for it, you know. Yeah, I mean the the Giants probably need him and Evan Neal to step it up in general. Yeah, Neal, Neal got hurt, but he he should be fine. It was a neck injury, which is a little scary, but he should, he apparently is fine. The the Giants are three and one right now, right? Yeah, yeah. The the most fraudulent three and one team in the history of the Andrew Thomas is sick though, so that's all. Andrew I care Thomas about. is sick. Yeah. Andrew Thomas is going to Pro Bowl. It's, it's so much – so, like, that really puts into perspective how, like, you know, we can dog a guy on this show for the entire season, you know, wash our hands, okay, next rookie class, and then, you know, he turns around and is turned into a really, really solid left tackle. Amen. Um, going to uh, a player on the offensive line who got dogged when he was drafted, uh, Cole Strange looks like a hit. He does. He does. And – I think I had him 35th on my board, if I remember correctly. Uh, I loved Cole Strange. Uh, I, too, thought it was a little strange of the Patriots. No pun intended. But uh, after a a kind of a wonky first start, he's been quite good. He seems to be getting better. He was the Packers, whoever they line up against him, he was just kicking their ass. It was like Dean Lowry a lot of the time. But, like, he even got, like, he, he had some big plays against Kenny Clark. Um, just such a physical run blocker. He fits this scheme really well. Uh, the Patriots were really able to run the ball, and, and, and they bought Bailey Zappi a ton of time, too. Um, I thought Cole Strange played an awesome game. He's, like you said, since that wonky week one, he's been really, really good. He's been really good, especially in the run. Um, yeah, I mean, like, obviously everyone, in, like, criticized that pick. I kind of stood up for it a bit. Like, again, it was a bit of a reach and out of nowhere, but... 
I, I was never like, I'm like, this guy's going to go start for the Patriots for a decade. Like, that's if that's what they want, that's what they're getting. It's not a bad pick. And I think he's proven that he can be that kind of dude so far. Um, one of my guys is my hit of the of the week here is is Big Danny F, Daniel Falalele, who I feel like I ended up being higher on him than most. He got thrust into action last week, like you said, and didn't look that bad. Uh, made his first start this week at left tackle. <laughs> Again, at left tackle. Uh, positions he's never he's never played uh, against Von Miller and that Bills front and again uh, you haven't mentioned about Jamari Saylor yet but it wasn't to that level but for a guy getting tossed in like a, that was considered you know a pretty raw prospect too just a you know big ball of clay um, it was pretty damn good it was pretty damn good he didn't give up a sack uh, like one or two pressures nothing bad but like for the most part held up very very well against Von Miller and company and I think that is so promising and. Left tackle isn't going to be his long-term home, of course. And like when when Ronnie Stanley comes back, uh, you know he's 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 back. Uh, but I think he's done enough to like earn a job on that front. I mean, I don't know where they're going to give it to him, or if they're going to give it to him, or just like let him sit and learn. But I think they got exactly what they hoped to get in, in Daniel Falele, um, and, a, and a, probably a, a, an eventual starting right tackle long-term. You would hope. He he, I think we both agree when the Ravens drafted and it perfect, like perfect fit. Yeah, they had such a perfect Ravens draft. Yeah, agreed. Um, my miss was Pacheco. Uh, I'm going with another day three guy, another fan favorite, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, baby. I mean, I I maybe to my horn a little bit here. I had a 150. I think you're right right around the same area as me. So it's like early mid fifth. He went 188. So maybe it's a hit, but. He should have went a lot higher, so I'm calling it a miss. Like, the whole, whole miss for me in the whole league. Like, Rodrigo... I'm 146. Wow, they're so close. Uh, so, hit for both of us. But Rodrigo's been so fucking solid, man. And in this game, he was so solid. Like, the Lions' D was terrible, but I don't think it was him. Uh, 11 tackles, a really nice TFL on Kenneth Walker screen that he just sniffed out. Um, had a QB hit that really was, was a... Was a, was a um, was a sack because it got called for intentional grounding. I'm calling it a sack. He's been really effective as a blitzer, which has impressed me a lot. It's just like his fucking tenacity. And it's just, you know, just that motor he's got. And he's been like a bit of a hellcat on a blitz. Um, and like his best play too, came on a punt, uh, punt coverage. He just got in there, flew in, uh, forced the fumble on Tyler Lockett. Uh, just like great job getting his hand in, ripping it. It was a hell of a play. Um, and he looked solid in coverage too. And he, he made like literally every tackle he was in on. Uh, he's been everything the fucking Lions have hoped, have needed at that position f- for so long. Like it's been what, like five years since they had a capable linebacker. Um, and finally they got one, they got one and it was a m- massive, massive hit for them. Um, speaking of day three guys needs to step it up. I, I, I... Again, not a ton, a ton of bad options for me this week, but Romeo Dubs having both the fumble and the drop, um, I, I went with him, and to no fault of his own, the Packers just need him to step it up yeah. because he seems to be the one receiver uh, who has both a combination of dynamic ability and Rogers' trust. No offense to Alan Lazard, he's just not overly dynamic. Uh, I do think he has Rogers' trust, though. Uh, and Watson is dynamic, but does not have Rogers. Yeah. So they need Romeo Dubs, Dubs to be the the guy who steps it up. Um, and and having that drop in the end zone was really tough, and, and also the fumble early. Yeah. Um, but the last two games, eight targets apiece. 
yeah, been productive. I mean, like fantasy football football standpoint, they people love him. I mean, but I think if you watch the game, like yeah, a lot of it's like you know, like that classic Rodgers you just sees like you know the off coverage and chucks it quick. They did that like two or three yeah. times to him. Yeah, that drop was rough. He really, really should have made that play. Um, but no, I mean, but again, you can also flip it to say Christian Watson's got, I know he scored, but Watson's got to step up too and earn that his trust. His touches, his touches are all in like pop passes it's, and jet it's, I would never have imagined that's what Watson's production was going to come. <laughs> like it's fun. Really? I mean. They did that a lot. They like, did. I know. Did. But I just, I'm surprised that like, I mean, I guess they don't have, I mean, a Marty Rogers big old bust for them. Yeah, he had his one chance on the go ball and he dropped it. So he did. Never get it. I know. I'm just surprised like that's what the Packers offense is. You know, that's where he's fitting. It's fun that they're game going that way though. Um, so I'm going with a with a top five pick here, flip side. Going back to the Motor City, I'm going to go with Agent Hutchinson for needs to step it up. Um, it wasn't like a particularly bad game or anything, but he just hasn't taken that next step. Um, he's kind of still all effort and motor, and um, against the two best rookie tackles in the world, um, but it seemed like a good game for him to break out. You know, he had five tackles and a couple hits. You just did not feel his presence, I thought. Even though, like, you know, statistically, and maybe if you watch him, like, in a vacuum, like, oh, he didn't play a bad game, but you didn't feel it. You didn't feel it. And um, he wasn't bad against the run, made a couple plays. Uh, I think he had, a, he had a solid tackle on Kenneth Walker, too. But I, you need to see more from him. It's time, you know. Like, I know it's only four weeks in, but that Detroit defense is so bad outside of, outside of a hot rod. Um, and, like, they're, they're so desperate for someone in that, in that fucking defensive line to step up. And get after the passer. And I know he had the three-sack game, but again, like we talked about, not a very impressive three-sack game. Um, and it has to be him. That's why they spent the fucking second overall pick on him. Yeah, he. I feel like he's playing okay. Yeah, he's playing okay. Yeah. Like, like if he was a third-round pick, you'd probably feel pretty solid about him. Definitely, yep. But when he was supposed to be this complete game changer, and now I think it also helps for him that like Kayvon Thibodeau, you just mentioned, isn't do- dominating either. Um, I think Trevon Walker, who I, I had this week, Trevon Walker wasn't flashy, but he played a very solid game. He had a couple of pressures. I think Walker's been uh, better, but he's not like this. Like holy fuck, you know that's why he was the first overall pick over Hutchinson. Better, you know. Right. He had a nice TFL on Miles Sanders and a couple of pressures. Um, I. Uh, again, I just the edges, the defensive line in general hasn't been very impressive for me. It hasn't. It hasn't. Jordan Davis has been the Other best. Other than Jordan Davis, and he barely plays. Again, <laughs> he, he played 17 snaps yeah. this week, and he was he was he was phenomenal. AJ, he was he's like the Great Wall of China. They could not run on him, um, and and he had a sick TFL where he, he threw Luke Fortner to the ground and swallowed <laughs> up the running back. But again, it's he, he's playing 17 snaps, so it's like how much praise. Can you give him? I'm going to give him a lot, but he can't win defensive rookie of the year when yeah. you're playing 30% of the snap. Yeah. Um, speaking of playing, not ready to play. I didn't have anyone this week. I didn't feel I watched a single rookie who had substantial playing time that didn't belong on the field, and I think that just comes back to this class is really good so far. Yeah, you know what's funny? I'm My pick is a seventh-round pick that I didn't feel played that poorly. Um, it was Rodney Adams. I just kind of wanted to mention him because I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, for for the for the Colts played every single snap with Blackman being out. Really? Yeah, and I but I was gonna kind of transition to maybe Nick Cross isn't ready to play because he played zero snaps. Um, really? Yeah, because he'd been playing well. Yeah, I mean, I I like I like I again like I don't know like he he had one bad play. Adams that is of course, um, where he like early in the game he just 
didn't pick up Robert Woods in the end zone, and he ran by his face, and it was a wide open TD. But other than that, like I just go idea. I, I I'm just like jar. It's jarring because Nick Cross in that week one game, he played every snap against the Texans, played pretty well, played sixty five percent of the snaps against the Jags, played two per, one snap against the Chiefs, I, then only and played four special team snaps against the Titans. Yeah, well, I, that's such a strange. I don't get it. Okay, especially okay. Let me let me let me break this down a little bit. So they had Adams playing like so far off the line of scrimmage the whole game, like in the Blackman role, right? And like to mm-hmm. me that like uh, like you saw him like. Like, he had one, like, decent one where he came over to, to get Henry and knock him out of bounds. Henry had a good game. Um, like, another one where he just couldn't get over on the Henry touch and he just doesn't have the speed. Um, and, like, like the whole game was just, you know, Henry going off, like, you know, five yards, blah, blah, blah. And, like, all underneath throws. So, in the in terms of, like, did he do his job of not allowing anything over the top? Yeah, but they just didn't do too much. But, like, it feels like it would have been a lot more fun to at least make um, – Mix Nick Cross in here you, and get You mean Rodney Thomas, right? Uh, yeah, what Ronnie Adams. Yeah, Ronnie Thomas. You've been saying Rodney Adams. I wrote down Ronnie Adams. I don't know why. Thomas, yes. Because uh, okay. he's the next okay. Jamal Adams. That's why I said it. Um, <laughs> it feels like it'd be a lot more fun to uh, mix Nick Cross in. And, like, you know, especially like how, you know, coming downhill and how dynamic he could be around the line of scrimmage. Um, but yeah, I, 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 th- I think Thomas is pretty good. I, like, I, I don't think he's a stud or anything, but, like, he looks like he's going to stick in the league. I mean, the last two games, he's played over 50 snaps in both. It's it's like kind of Nick Cross got benched, and they're starting him now. Uh, that just seems so so strange. To, it it uh, is the... weird. Again, like, I, do, I think he, like, he looks like an NFL player, but, like, he's not, like, an impactful dude. And then he had that. But he's he had that, not blowing it. No, he, he did have that one blowing it when it just looked like he was. The, the, but it was, like, a, you know, red zone snap, whatever, whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Um, speaking of rookies, because uh, that's what the whole show Oh, really? About. Uh, my best day three rookie is a rookie who was set up to blow it and just didn't. Um, I think if you asked me ahead of the week who I thought would be a rookie that will struggle, that will play a lot, I would have said Jamari Sailor's going to struggle mm-hmm. in, his, in his first start at left tackle for the Chargers with Sean Slater out. Uh, and now I guess it was the Texans, but Sailor was amazing. Like, he looked like Rashawn Slater did last year. Uh, especially just because he, he similarly kind of lacks some of that length. Yeah. Um, he he uh, is a guy, I think... D- did you project him to guard, too? Because I know I did. I, yeah, I did. Um, well, he came out, and he he just kind of locked down. And then, again, the Texans don't have some dominant pass rush, but he locked down in pass protection, which was the more surprising thing to me. Because... I thought he'd be competent in the run game because he's a big physical mauler. Yep. Uh, and he was really good in the run game, and the Chargers could run the ball for once. Uh, Austin Eckler had a nice little game. Uh, but Sailor's balance and, and hand pop and pass protection was just some something I wasn't prepared to see. And yeah, he he just didn't really make a mistake. Like it wasn't like he wasn't like Quentin Nelson rookie year dominance <laughs> or anything. Yeah. But like it was a very very pleasant showing and. All I was thinking about the whole time is, did they just find the right tackle of the future? Like, mm. they've been having to fucking deal with Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins. Uh, but once Rashawn Slayer's back, do you just flip Sellier to right tackle and, it, and roll? I mean, him performing that well makes you wonder why he wasn't in there already. No? I think it would just be just six-round rookie, right? Like, Not not to toot my own horn, but fourth-round grade over here, so <laughs> no big deal. Um, no, yeah, no, I think that is the reason, but like, I, I hate, I hate when that happens. I mean, not, you know, most teams don't care, but I hate when that's, you know, like, 
It, I also had a. I just had to check. I had Sailor one oh nine. That's I, I good. Do yeah. Think, I do think so. He he was drafted one hundred ninety fifth. Yeah. And I think most people were like, um, Georgia left tackle, but this guy's not good enough to go uh, like top one hundred. But but he's not getting out of the fourth round. And I do think it was shocking at the time that he fell all the way to where he fell. Yeah. No, it was. I remember that. Um, you were higher on him than me, so pat yourself on the back, buddy. You, you did it again. Um, a guy we were both both so high on, and he's proven us right. This is a case of the NFL overthinking it. Tariq Woolen. Like, how did they let a guy with that athletic profile fall? Like, even if he was, like, like a terrible football player at a big school, he would have been, like, a top 75 pick. Like, you know, like, we've seen worse corners than him at big schools go, go higher. Um, but instead, he went 153. And I'm happy he did because he went to Seattle and it's it's perfect. Um, had an- who was that fucking corner? The Saints drafted who was like also six three and athletic, and they drafted him like fiftieth this year. Oh no no no! Like several years ago, and how did that guy go top one hundred and Tariq Willen fell as far as he did? That's oh I gotta find a Saints Nebraska corner. Oh, uh, Stanley Jean Baptiste. Yes. Yeah. That's like yeah. I don't know. There's so many like just like big fast corners that go so high, and the funny thing is, none of them are as big as and fast as Tariq Woolen. Like he ran a four two fucking six. I again, it doesn't Stan- make sense. Yeah, Stanley Stanley Jean Baptiste six three yep. corner from Nebraska picked fifty eight, <laughs> ran a four six one. Yeah, it wasn't even fast. And and got played one year on the Saints and got cut by like seven teams after that. I remember, yeah, so. a big fan of his. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, Woolen, Woolen had another pick this week, and this time he fucking housed it. It was the, hey, he was the fastest recorded ball carrier in the NFL this week. Um, like I said, four two six. It was a deep over for for Hawkinson. Just played it so perfectly, uh, trailing, but that speed just jumped it, uh, ate it up. It was so clean, um, and then obviously just housed it. Um, I thought like on the neg- like on the negative side, he had like one play where it was kind of weird. Like he had weird coverage on Reynolds. Uh, on a vert and like he was like just you know playing over the top and like Reynolds was behind him and the throw was to the back hip so it was kind of funky and Willen just didn't play the ball and they got the line to the goal line had another penalty this week but like overall he's been so damn good um he hasn't given up a touchdown according to the piff um I think he's got the lowest passer rating while targeted in the entire league um and now like I don't think he's been as good as that stat suggests but he's been the second best rookie corner, and I, I don't think you can really argue too too much about that. I mean, Jones has been great, but like overall, um, I think it's Woolen, and he's he, he, the ball production's coming already. I think it's pretty awesome. Again, just I don't know why he fell. I don't know why he fell. Uh, I'll give you one more day three rookie. Uh, a guy you were higher on than I was. Tyler Algier had a really nice showing for the Falcons with uh, Cordarrelle Patterson getting hurt. Um, him and him and Caleb Huntley, the coolest one two punch in the league. <laughs> Uh, Algier, 84 yards and 10 carries, just like consistently picking up like seven yards, eight yards. Uh, his physicality kind of as the hammer was really fun. Yeah. Uh, also had a, had a, caught a 20, like got a dump from Mariota in the flats and, and took it 20 yards. That was pretty cool. Um, he looks just like a very solid number two back. I don't think I was higher than you. I wasn't that big of an Algier fan. I had one, one I pulled it up. Um, this is just the show where we just check in. <laughs> yeah, it's our get, get in. Front. I have one eighty seven. Oh, okay. So you were there. We go. Credit yourself. Come on. It's, it's two one now. Um. Yeah. Okay. My best UDFA. I put Kohu here, but I got another one. Um. Another guy I've never heard of. Maybe you have, but 
He's uh he's from Penn, baby. Prince Amelie. Have you ever heard of Prince Amelie? I I I'd seen uh not 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 because of I'm smart, just I'd seen someone talk about it. Okay. Um played pretty good for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, had a bad pass that ended up with a pick. Uh, that's put that in your pocket there, Prince. Um, looked good versus the run, popping his hands. Like wasn't getting moved. Reset the line of scrimmage on a couple. He looked like a guy who could stick, and he played a decent amount. And the Bills front is loaded and so productive. He played thirty percent of the snaps, and then they cut him. They cut him this week. They cut him. They cut him. Did anyone sign him? I I don't know. I think he's still going through waivers. I guess right. I. But, yeah, like, some sh- team with a shitty D-line's got to go scoop him up because he-, he looks good. Like, give him some run because he-, he looks like he can be a – like, he's got the makeup for, like, a solid rotational guy. I I couldn't believe that they cut him. Like, like I searched his name on Twitter and it said cut. I'm like, what? Because he played really well. Like, I'm not saying this is, like, some, like, future Hall of Famer, but he looks like he can he can be in a rotation. That's so weird to play 20 snaps, not be, like, horrific, and then get cut. It's so weird. But I guess that's just, like – the depth, especially in that position yeah. for Buffalo, for like you know a Super Bowl team, it happens, right? Like, like go back to like like the the good Super Bowl teams that we've had, and like like their cuts at the end of the season end up like you know half of them are making the roster of another team. Like I think that's just like yeah. the the case of it. But I'm it's still surprising, it's still surprising. Uh, I put Ben Coquich because he had that sick nineteen year catch. Yes, yeah. Um, he's also been a, a nice little like tight end three years ago. Uh, but I also put down Britton Co- Covey, Covey. Did he uh, finally do something U- on a return? Utah Utah won this week. Yeah. And uh, he had a couple nice kick returns for the Eagles. Nice. I love that he's the returner. I feel like we haven't talked about that enough, but he so hasn't funny. done anything yet. So funny. It, it, it was killing It me. makes me so happy. It, oh, man. That's why he turned pro at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we I believe he's still one more year of eligibility. Can't wait till Covey gets a Super Bowl ring. That's going to be that's Reminder. Britton Covey's first year at the University of Utah was in 2015. He is currently in an NFL game. <laughs> He's the best. He is the best. Um, rookies who flashed. Uh, I have a long Me too. list. It's mainly mainly top-end talent that I just didn't mention. Uh, Zion Johnson, another really nice game against the Texans. Uh, he looked really good in pass pro. He's just putting people in the dirt. Um, Garrett Wilson, despite Zach Wilson's stinkiness, mm-hmm. uh when Garrett Wilson was given a chance, he had a couple uh, dynamic plays. Uh, I've talked about Jordan Davis a lot already, but yeah, he was just dominant against the run. And the TFL, where he just threw Fortner into the ground, was awesome. Uh, George Pickens. Yeah. Eight, eight targets, six catches, 102 yards. He was uh, he, he took the, the catch of the year moment and ran with it against the Jets and just kept making big play after big play. I think Kenny Pickett's going to... You're going to see a big uptick in his uh, yardage because Kenny Pickett's yeah. willing to throw those 50-50 balls. Uh, other, uh, 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 on the other side, um, Sauce Gardner had a really nice game again. He's just very good. He is. Yeah, he is. Um, um, Jahan Dawson, uh, just another touchdown against the Cowboys. And Tyler Smith, that guy should win offensive rookie of the year. He's really good against the Commanders. Honestly, if the Cowboys make the playoffs, he's like a legit, he should be offensive rookie of the year. You know what I mean? Like, Because he saved their season. Um, him and the rush man. Him and the rush man, of course. I mean, well, I mean, I'm saving because you know Cooper Rush is leading them to the playoffs. Um, he wins MVP, and he wins MVP. Yeah, uh, I'll do some quick hitters. I got a low key one because we love him. Cleo Shakir had a pretty good uh, game, only two catches, twenty three yards. But I love seeing him in there, so I wanted to give him the first headline there. Uh, next, Tyler Linderbaum just continues to be uh, studly. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, had a, had a couple false starts that were actually on him and a hold, but uh, overall he looked great. So penalty, I think penalties aside, maybe he could have jumped Olave for rookie of the week for me. But him and Zion Johnson, I feel like are going to be the guys where it's like any week they could be rookie of the week, mm-hmm. but because of that, we just never put them anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I know it's kind of a funny. And to me, it was like the penalties that knocked him off. Um, yeah, no, uh, Linderbaum was great. Also on the offensive line, I thought Cross and, and Abe Lucas. Continue to be damn good. Lucas probably better than Charles Cross. Um, Cross still had like he still got some penalty troubles, but like that that's going to sort itself out. They're both playing great. Um, going to Indiana now, where where all the greats are. Uh, both 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 pass catchers for the Colts flashed again. Jelani Woods like only one catch, but it came for thirty three yards, and like he just like big dogged a guy in big coverage. Like, yeah, it was sick. He caught it and flashed that monster yak he's got. Nearly scored. So- only rookie tight end doing anything. For so. sure, yeah. And I can't wait until they get him going more consistently. Like, Mo Ali Cox was a monster in this game, so I don't, I'm not surprised. Matt Ryan played really well, by the way, so I hope he's good tonight. Um, and also, Alec Pierce looked pretty good. Four catches, 80 yards. He's been good at, like, what he's been drafted for, you know, getting vertical, making those contested catches. I feel like the separation isn't really coming yet, but he had a good game. Uh, had a 44-yard get- grab where, like, he kind of just stopped and it was kind of weird deep route um, and it was open. Uh, had back-to-back plays where like, he had made a good grab, like like reaching, like diving low and away from his body, and then like converted in a first over a middle. Look good. And lastly, I could not not name our guy Chig baby. Three catches, thirty-eight yards, had a touchdown. His first catch, he lined up at fullback, which I think was fun. Ran the wheel, beat the linebacker, good throw from Tanny. Uh, and then uh, the touchdown was like a crosser. It wasn't wasn't long or anything. Caught at the one in traffic, uh, took a hit and fell into the end zone. Did his job. I, I'm I'm excited to see if they get him going a little bit more. Um, I don't know where Rook. I went with a guy who was actually drafted in the uh, top 100, um, but has not been really seeing the field at all on defense. Uh, was finally given the keys to be the Patriots return man this week, yeah. and I thought Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones, those had those both those pump returns were so important. Um, he looks like the return man we saw at Houston. Yep. I don't know what he's gonna pan out as as a actual corner, um, but. Kick and punt return game, just big time. Uh, I'm going to special teams, too. I didn't have a clear-cut guy. We named some, you know, undrafted guys. But how about Jeffrey Gunter blocking that field goal against Miami? Just give him credit there. <laughs> My guy. Yeah. Coastal, baby. Uh, for start the rook, because I just want the QB rundown to take way longer. Oh. Desmond Ritter, start him against the Bucks. Who cares? Marcus Mariota is so bad. Marcus Mariota is the and best. Unfun. And Arthur Smith is also unfun, and Kyle Pitts is on my fantasy team, and I had to bench him this week finally. Um, but yeah, like Marcus Mariota is a train wreck. Uh, I don't know. No, I just no, have no. to. Like, I was also super high on Desmond Ritter, um, and and so I truly believe Desmond Ritter is going to be worth something. And you need to find out. I think if you're the Falcons, they do, uh, because you're going to be in the CJ Stroud, Bryce Young sweepstakes. Well, do you fire Arthur Smith? I think I would. I mean, he's not good. I don't know. He, he doesn't, like, he is the only person in the world who figured out how to work with Cordero Patterson. But other than that, point. I don't know. I just, But he also doesn't know how to use a generational tight end. So. No, it's, I mean, I think I move on. But anyways, uh, I'll give you two start the rooks. Um, first, Valus Jones, who just came back from the hammy inju- uh, injury. Um, he handled punt return and kick return duties. But didn't get any snaps on offense. So I just want to, like, that might be because of the injury. But regardless, I just want to see him get some snaps on offense this this week and see what he can do there. Uh, he's not getting any younger. And opposite, 
Sorry, I love Velas. Velas is gonna kill it. Let's go. Yeah, give him do. some. Give him some balls. Um, also, I think this is like just an easy one. Uh, maybe tonight. I don't know. Maybe they announced it already. But uh, Bernard Raymond, because Matt Pryor is not good. That left tackle. No, I know. Left tackle spots some disaster. Give Raymond a chance. If it's not gonna be you no know, throwing him in against the Broncos, that's fine. But like, let's maybe rotate him a little because it's not like Pryor is fucking like showing up. So. Yeah. So uh, let's go find out, AJ, and uh, perhaps this will be the week Kenny Pickett throws five touchdowns.